Today's episode is brought to you by iGuide. Agents, you already know you need professional photography for your listings, but do you know what else you need that is equally important but overlooked by the majority of realtors? 3D tours and accurate floor plans. National Association of Realtors has found that buyers rate floor plans as the third most important part of a listing, even more important than neighborhood information. Also, 20% of buyers will ignore listings that do not contain floor plans. iGuide has the most accurate floor plans and best virtual tour technology in the industry. Visit goiguide.com to find a local photographer for your next listing. Top producers know the value of floor plans and virtual tours. Take your business to the next level by visiting goiguide.com. That's go, the letter I, guide.com. And now, on to our show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Ferris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly coaching moments with Ryan D'April. Now, if you're not familiar with Ryan or if you're new to our show, Ryan comes on every month to give our listeners and our viewers a coaching moment and a coaching session. Well, let me tell you about Ryan. Ryan D'April is a progressive thought leader focused on providing for his agents and staff at D'April Properties. His strengths are his motivational skills, his coaching style, and his dedication to training. He has 14 offices throughout Chicagoland, also offices in Wisconsin, Indiana, and Michigan with hundreds and hundreds of top real estate producers. D'April Properties is also a coaching company with eight strategic coaches who work week in and week out with each agent, individually focused on business planning, coaching, and accountability. Now, if you'd like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just not getting the attention you need from your existing firm, check out D'April Properties. Visit D'April, that's D-A-P-R-I-L-E, properties.com. Again, dapleproperties.com. We should also mention Ryan also owns a, a lending company called Midwest Lending. So if you have any lending needs or you're looking to build a relationship with a great loan officer, you can always check out Midwest Lending and also Midwest Title for looking for a good title company. So he's got a lot of businesses and we are thrilled to have him on the show. Welcome again, Ryan. Thanks for having me, DJ. It's uh, good to talk to you again. And you got me in a car again. So no, uh, no FaceTime video there. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, well, Ryan and I were just talking just before the show because I just saw this, this headline and my first reaction was, I have never heard of this company yet. Um, I thought it would be just a neat way to start off our show uh, just to get your perspective on this as somebody who owns uh, a lending company. So I just saw better.com, which apparently is, a, I believe, an online mortgage lender, uh, just announced they were laying off 900 employees uh, here in, in one swoop. So it's making the news because of the size of, of that cut. Um, and just curious as somebody who is involved in that business, um, you know, sort of your thoughts about what's going on in the mortgage industry. Well, you, you know, you're seeing across the board, um, mortgage companies starting to cut down on staff. I, there's a little bit more to this story, right? With how they did it, which is horrendous. It sounds like when you and I were chatting about it, we'll talk about that in a second. Sure. Uh, the approach that they did because, you know, these are human beings. Um, but there is, you know, uh, 2020 and 21 uh, was uh, borderline obnoxious how busy it was in the mortgage sure. lending business. And it was a fight for talent. And, uh, 
And people that were in, you know, certain roles at a certain amount of money were being offered double to, to be taken away and go somewhere else. And it happened. And companies were struggling looking for people because they had so much business. And uh, unfortunately now, you know, 18 months later, uh, you hear, you know, you were hearing about mass layoffs because the business just isn't there. And, you know, supply and demand is, you know, it's, it's real, right? And when the demand's not there, um, they start to, uh, you know, they start to lay off these people. Now, how this company did it, um, better.com, uh, I believe is the name, right? Yep. Uh, and you were telling me they did it on a Zoom call. Yeah, That's, they did uh, it to, to all 900 employees simultaneously which uh, is now that part of the story is, is really being focused on in the news, which um, is upsetting. interesting. It is upsetting. It, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, you gotta, you should be thinking these things through, but you know um, yeah, that's, that's too bad. And, you know, whew, you know, it's, that's a lot of emotion runs through me when I hear something like that. And um, being in, you know, our type of roles where, you know, you eat what you kill um, and also being in our industry, right? Real estate, mortgage lending, uh, there's a ton of emotion um, that 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 comes into this, and you know that will just kind of just take you to a whole other level. That's why I try to always coach, you know, LOs, agents, and whatnot on the importance of network and networking, um, and and you know, online leads, consumer direct. <clears throat> You know, it's it's good at a certain time in a certain place. Uh, it's not a bad compliment to your business, uh, but you don't want it to be the core of your business because, um, you know, when somebody gives, somebody can take it away and you're better off, you know, relying on yourself and the power of your network and, and focusing on the activities to make your network attracted to you so that they come for you for that advice. Uh, but it's, it's, it's tragic. It's very too bad. And it's going around, you know, some of the biggest mortgage companies out there, you know, you're, you know, maybe not in the news, but in the, in the industry news that we see where they're reporting massive layoffs that are happening out there. And uh, that's tough. And I almost, almost wonder if there's a good sort of action step for our listeners who are agents, mostly who maybe see news like this, they start thinking, well, it's sort of makes sense. Their business was so busy, and so they had to staff up. And maybe now the lending world has has you know dropped in in popularity just in the immediate moment, or it's the holidays and people aren't you know refinancing or purchasing as much. But um, or it's just the market slowed down. So as you mentioned, supply and demand. And I'm wondering if there is an action step. So an agent might say, "Well, gosh, I don't want this to happen to my clients because you know." And I don't know, maybe it's a good time to have a conversation with your loan officer just to see how's the company doing, um, you know, whoever well, company you work with. Yeah, you know, so a lot of our real estate agents, right? And I, I, I really have my finger on the pulse of this because I, I, I own a mortgage company, but then I see my agents and, and they're on the other side, the listing side or whatnot, and they're working with lenders from all over the place. And uh, they really cringe when you get these consumer direct companies on the other end yeah, and yeah. you, you know, your real estate agents want to have a relationship with a lender. I coach loan officers and you know, it is one of the most scalable businesses. I believe, I think real estate's difficult to scale. They, they have these models of scaling it and we get, I don't want to get in that conversation 
we could talk about that later, but you you know, real estate is a high relationship type business, which makes it a little bit more difficult to scale. You could really scale uh, lending um, without having to multiply um, yourself. And one of the reason being is, is there's always two real estate agents on a deal. Yeah. And um, I coach our loan officers. I'm like, if you are not calling an agent twice a week, both agents twice a week, you are missing the lowest hanging fruit in this business. And they appreciate it so much, even if they don't call you back. And I see, and I'm not going to name, I'm going to bite my tongue here. I'm not going to name any companies, but I see large mortgage companies out there and our agents just saying, please avoid these people as much as you can. And they're actually talking their clients out of having to use them because they're call centers. Yeah. And you know, they are, and, and, and mortgage lending is not simple. It's not a manufacturing process. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a jobber. You know, every and, and person almost, and, is different. And, and whatever documentation that your client may have needed to provide to the loan, the lending institution, the loan officer at the beginning of the transaction, even though that's what was needed for for the pre qualification letter and, and even whatever you know, once the contract's accepted, there's going to be a wrinkle in it at some point down the road before the closing, where all of a sudden there will, there will be some sort of scramble for for paperwork, and I think that's where it's like, okay, thank God I have a great loan officer on top of this because there's always well, some sort of wrinkle. There is. And that's one of the reasons why loan officers have to stay on every deal and communicate because not only that, it's, you know, you have a, the first, you know, just let's just pick dates, December 1st, we're going to go under contract and we're going to close December 30th. Great. All right. Now, everybody, attorney wants to order title. You know when they're going to order title? A week before closing. Oh, right. wait a minute. We have clear to close. We need that now. Uh, the borrower will get the fifth K one that they have, but they'll get it four days before closing. Okay. But we're not clear to close. So, you know, a lender is so um, dependent on so many different parties and they are the scapegoat of the experience. Totally. Um, but you have the appraiser, you have the FHA inspector, you have, uh, the title company, you have the seller's attorney, you have the borrower, you have the borrower's uh, HR department for verification of employment. Um, so much that goes on. Condo uh, associations, they have to give you condo questionnaires that, you know, you, you're the bottom rung and then your processor will call, uh, but nobody's returning processor calls or return the loan officer's call. And it's, right. it's complicated, man. You know, and people have tried automating. What they automate but they automate is online lead client acquisition. Right. You know, when you're going to mortgagecompany.com, you're not cutting out a middleman because that mortgage company is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on billboards and commercials to drive consumers to that mortgage.com company where you're going to get somebody on a headset. I'd rather the uh, acquisition expense, right? The client acquisition expense be in a, a loan officer commission because then they're going to nurture it and take care of it. Um, and you're not going to see a difference in rate as the consumer. It's right, just a different it, path right. to that end product. That's a, Sorry. that's a really, really strong point for all of our listeners to understand is that um, 
that a lot of these companies, what, what they really are, are lead generation companies and That's they're right. spending the money they, they would be spending to pay the commission. A lot of their, the loan officers, a lot of them are actually salaried. And so they're on a headset They're There's right. nothing inher- inherently wrong with that, but how motivated are they to close a deal when they're they not. No relation? Yeah. They have no relationship with, with the end and you, user. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not cutting you off, but to, to the point of that, it's not cheaper for the consumer. Right. Uh, those commercials right. cost money. Those billboards cost money to drive the consumer to that website. Those headsets, those call centers, and those salaries cost money. And in fact, they cost more in basis points than a loan officer's basis points uh, commission in most cases. And yeah. so you're not going to yeah. see any savings and you're going to see a lot more frustration because this is not like, you know, uh, you know, hey, you're 35 and five foot five. So here's your interest rate. And that's it. It's you employed. Right. Are you self-employed? How many K-1s do you have? We need verification employee. How long have you been employed? What's your credit score? Where does it fall? How much are you borrowing? What's your loan to, you know, your, and then they got to go sell that in secondary markets. It's, it's very complicated. You need a loan officer that is competent, that can handle all of these tricky things. And then most importantly, be the person who's going to move the whole process along Hey, seller's agent, we have not gotten title back to the attorney. You need to get a hold of them if you guys want this to close in the next two weeks. Hey, we have not heard from your insurance company and we don't have the declaration. We need we need to know that they got proof of insurance or we're not going to be able to give them the more. Hey, we have not gotten the condo association back. You got to do it. And that's what a lot of loan officers, good loan officers are doing. And that's why that consumer direct portion, those online you know, call centers, you know, they'll take in the application, but automating that stuff, it's, it gets ignored by all the other parties that are supposed to send the documentation into you. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and also we're now uh, just moving on because I think you've just said it all there. So, so anyway, I, I or just maybe to, to put a, to put a, a bow on that, a great opportunity to remember as the agent, you are, especially working with the buyer, you are the, the, uh, the knowledge source. You are the, the, the person that has information. So you need to be having those conversations with your buyers before they get their pre-qualification letter or suggesting to them why they may want to talk to so-and-so from you know uh, the loan the the lending institution that, that you have a relationship with because yeah. you you know these are things that as a consumer consumers don't understand that a loan officer in person or or one locally might be able to better serve them the, to then you know uh, uh, you know like you said a mortgage.com type of online lead they're not going to know that so this is where the real estate agent will come in because if you think about it you know, I shop for bank rates sometimes because sometimes I just have some some cash and I don't really need anything special done with it. And I just want to see which bank's giving me the best rate because it's such a simple and no-brainer transaction. And I can literally just search best bank rates for, you know, money market or whatever. And I could make that decision without talking to a banker. And it's so easy and it's no big deal. Um, that can be done. And so a lot of us are just sort of, we're always thinking about searching online for the best rate or the best, whatever, but it comes to mortgages. I don't think the average consumer understands, even though they've been through it, maybe multiple times, they don't understand how complicated that whole entire process is. So find a good loan officer. And we should probably, this is a great place to plug uh, Midwest lending. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about Midwest lending. You know, Midwest Lending is a mortgage bank. We're in Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, Florida. 
Um, and we pride ourselves on communicating with our borrowers and our agents and every agent on the deal and doing it multiple times a week and keeping everybody apprised of what's going on and how everybody can participate and help out on the journey to get in the closing table. Because I'm going to tell you, whatever mortgage company is, we're going to need everybody to participate. And again, that's the attorneys, that's the agents, the borrowers, the borrowers, employees and whatnot. And the more the agent is informed of what's going on in the process, the more they can help out and make a phone call, say, we need this documentation so we can get our clear to close so we can go ahead and schedule the closing. So uh, Midwest Lending is a, it's a great organization. Um, you know, we have a, a, a number of loan officers in multiple states and uh, we work with real estate agents all over the country. Um, and yeah, that's about us. And you know what? Um, how about, I was just thinking of something um, and thank you for letting me plug Midwest Lending. I appreciate it greatly. Um, how about we transition since we're moving in the last half hour, I sprinkle in a little coaching for our, our listeners here. I'd love that. And this is, we are now at the time we're recording this, it'll probably come out um, we're in, a, in a week or so, but we are in December, early December at the time of this recording. And it is v- very easy. Even I have to sort of force myself to not get too caught up in the fun of the holiday to where it's I'm cutting corners at work or I'm spending less hours. Uh, it's very easy to do that. There's so much responsibility we have to family and friends and and just, you know, getting holiday cards out or or whatever all the little activities we're doing and um it is easy to, and it's also a great, you know, it's a time of year to to take it easier if you wanted to because it's probably probably less busy. Uh you're probably getting less of those client calls, but um but what can agents do to really finish the, the end of this month strong? What could they start doing so that sure. they don't lose that momentum? So um, I was thinking about this over the weekend and I was watching Michigan play Iowa. I don't know if you saw that game or not. Um, and my friend's son is the freshman quarterback, JJ McCarthy. And, um, you know, he's uh, behind the starter. Who I don't even know the starter is. The root for JJ gets put in like, you know, once every eight plays. He's so terrific. Watch out for that name. You'll, you'll see him in the NFL. And I was watching Harbaugh, you know, and I was watching Harbaugh coach and, 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 and really getting in these kids. Uh, and I thought to myself, what is it that a coach provides somebody? What is it that a manager provides somebody that's going to the next level? What would you guess it would be DJ? So things that come to mind would be motivation, um, mm-hmm. I actually would, I, I guess I would have said that before I got my own physical, personal trainer for, for at the gym. Mm-hmm. And what I used to think was, oh, she's going to tell me what to do and she's going to keep me on target. And yes, she does those things, but that's not really for me, the value, the value for me is with, with in particular with having a personal trainer is the, is knowing to do the correct form and, and the fundamentals and knowing like, oh, you're, yes, anyone can do a deadlift, but are you doing it correctly? And I got injured, uh, when I used a, a personal trainer many years ago, who wasn't very skilled. Now I have somebody that's skilled and costs a lot more, but boy, um, it, it's, it's in, it's in the fundamentals and the foundation for me. So when I was watching Harbaugh, it clicked to me and I was thinking to myself, I said, the best of the best, and those are that were worthy of receiving the best and best are open to receiving this. This is my opinion. It's discipline and structure. Yeah. And motivation is great. And people say them very motivating and, and I, and I appreciate it. And it's a compliment, but it's, it's also, you know, this is an, in a cliche, I've heard it before, you know, motivation's like a bath. It's going to wear off. Yeah. And 
you know, um, there are people that are coachable and there are people that just, they're not coachable. And um, you got to really look in the mirror, especially during this time and say, am I going to keep my foot on the gas? And if there's somebody that's going to be doing that and helping me, am I coachable to really hear the cold, hard truth and be willing to accept discipline and structure so I could take myself to the next level, right? And I, there's a certain amount of people that I love and I care about, but they're not worthy of my discipline and structure because they're not going to take it. And right. the truth is, is us individuals, we hold so many people to a high level, our UPS delivery person, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. water delivery, the pizza guy, did the pizza delivery come in here? You know, did it take, you know, 45 minutes or 55 minutes? I've heard people yell about how it's taken so long for the pizza to come and all that are stuff. And the, the best of the best hold themselves accountable to that level. Yeah. And this is a time where I tell everybody it's the end of the year. Don't be looking at the results. Stop looking at the results and stop tracking the results right now. The year's over. You need to be looking at your activities. You need to be looking at your actions. You need to have your blinders on. And the only thing you are focused on is your actions. And that's got to be like this for the next 60 days. If you want to catch that mid-February spring market, there's always time, right? And what they say expression, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago and the Next best time is right now. Well, right. right now, right now is where you need to say, I'm going to start. I got to look at my actions, my activities. Stop looking at my results. Get focused on my activities. And day by day, am I taking the right steps and reaching out to the right individuals and connecting with all the people in my network systematically, you know, being habitual about it. And then the results are a simple byproduct of those activities. And I think that is what everybody should be doing right now, especially when the majority of us, which we may call our competition, is not doing it. Yeah, this is a time where even the busiest, especially the busiest agents are, maybe they are taking a bit of a break simply because this might be the only break they get in the year. And so they might be taking a well-deserved a well deserved break. Um, but for those of us that well, aren't, Go ahead. Yeah, I, well, I don't want to cut you off, but listen, you guys, uh, discipline and structure is going to give you all the free time in the world. I yeah. want—I just came back from a, a week's vacation. You know, um, we all need a break. We all need to, you know, we all need to unwind and stop it. But if you're disciplined and structured in your one hour a day, one hour a day, you know, that's not a lot. No. It really is not a lot, but add it over added over 52 weeks, it's a ton. And it didn't feel like a lot, but your results, right? Uh, Your results are going to put you at the pinnacle of your industry because you did not a lot, one hour, a lot throughout the year. If that Mm -hmm. makes any sense, what I just said. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because I know that you know, if I could take this month off from exercising, sure, I I certainly would like to. Um, But uh, what's that going to look like for me in January when I come back? What's what's what kind of pain am I am I going to be putting myself through to get back in shape just because I took two weeks off? Can I can I take two weeks off? Sure. Is that a good idea for me when uh, I'm going to have to go back to the gym and it's going to be more painful? And so I, I I caution everyone to think about 
sure, you can take it easy this, this December and, and maybe you deserve it. And that's fine if it's intentional and if it's, uh, you know, scheduled, but if you can also continue to do put, as Ryan says, putting the blinders on and sort of almost forgetting that it's the December holidays at the end of the year and things are slow. If you can just remove those from your mind and go, well, I still have to work out today. Or in, in, in this case, I still have to make my phone calls and check in with my clients. And also, by the way, great time to do that since it is the December holidays. And even if you're just calling them to say, hey, I just hope you're having a great rest of the year. And I was thinking about you. If that's all you did to everyone in your database, uh, I bet that's more than they would expect. Yeah. And if you're one of those individuals that aren't logging in your database once a week or uh, once a day, right? And you're doing it, you know, once a month, um, you're flying blind. Yeah. You're just, yeah. You, you're absolutely flying blind. And, uh, you know, I was telling somebody as coach and say, you could be in this business for 10 years and, and eat out actually a decent living. Yeah. Right. Um, but you're not going to be at the top. You're not going to be. And, and what do I mean by the top? Like, yeah, you know, are you a success? Are you, are you going to be happy at the top? No, I'm, but you know, that's what we're talking about when we're coaching. And, and also it's like, don't be afraid of success. Because it's not going to take more time. In fact, success gives you more time and it gives you a lot more freedom. And a lot more ability. Yeah, the, the freedom comes too in learning how to scale a business as well and, and getting help when uh, when you get to a level where you can we can push through to that, uh, find other people to assist you. And but yeah, I mean it's it's I think you and I are 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 the same in this sense of. I always liked coach John Wooden. He's like the only coach I even know in, in sports, but he was the uh, UCLA guy. Um, and uh, if you don't know who coach John Wooden is just Google him, but I think he won seven NCAA tournaments championships in a row. I think it was literally seven in a row in the sixties. And I think maybe even early seventies and then went on to win, I think 11 out of 13 or something like that. He's the winningest coach in NCAA history. Anyway, he never looked at the scoreboard and when I say he never looked at the scoreboard, he absolutely will tell you he never looked at the scoreboard because he said that doesn't indicate to me whether we're winning or losing. And it's like, well, how do you, how does that happen? And it's not just a cute, catchy thing he said. He said, I just told every player, you'll walk off the court at the end of the game and whatever the scoreboard says, you'll either know you did your best or you'll know you didn't. And you won't feel good even if we win, if you didn't do your best. And so I think that is such a great <laughs> lesson is just put the blinders on and do the fundamentals, do the things that you know, six months from now are going to pay off because it is going to be six months from now, six months from now. And, you know, like me, if I, if I put the blinders on and just keep at the gym and keep doing the things at work that I'm supposed to do, uh, we're going to keep growing our, our business here and I'm going to keep getting stronger in the gym. And I, I won't have to go back in a month and go, oh, I, I should have worked out this last month and didn't. And now it's going to suck for a couple of weeks. Um, don't, yeah. don't let, yeah. don't, don't let that happen. No. And tracking everything is, is important, right? So we have uh, in, in our dashboard, we have a snapshot and it tracks, you know, your cool colds and warms. It tracks, it tracks your active clients. So your prospects are great at cool, cold, and warm. There's volumes next to them and there's timing next to them. Then you're, your actives, right? And, and the type of actives you have, then your pending and then your sales. We also have another bar chart that's called the forecast, which essentially takes your warm only, not your cools and colds, adds them with your actives and adds them with your pending and then adds them with your clothes. It'll give you a forecast for what your year is going to look like. So <clears throat> with a lot of people now, we're, we're, we're goal setting again. And, uh, and we're going to look at those, um, those snapshots that we have in their uh, in their dashboards. And, you know, we're going to talk about it for a few minutes, right? 
and say, hey, look, you know, you have, you know, $7 million of cold. Cold means closing next calendar year. That's fantastic. And look at, you have another $4 million that are already active that, you know, if they transact, it's probably gonna be transacting in late December or January. So you're already looking at $11 million a year. And then we look at, okay, where did the majority of this come from? Are these coming from purchase web leads? Are these coming from your, your network? Are these coming from your network referring you? And, and then most of us see that 80 to 90% of it comes either from the network or the network referring them. And then you're able to parlay that into a lesson be like, all right, great. Now let's get to work. Let's get back to your network tab. Let's look at these 385 people that are in here. Let's go to the filter and let's see who hasn't heard from you this quarter. Who has not heard from you since, you know, September 30th. All right. There's a hundred people. Great. There's a hundred people that you have not talked to in three months. 16% of them are going to transact next year. 16 potential transactions. Not to mention that each one of those hundred people that you haven't talked to in a quarter, no four people that are going to buy or sell. So that's another potential 400 referrals. So how much are you missing out on by not being aware of those statistics and not being aware of your activities? Okay, great. It's December 6th because right now it is December 6th. I know they'll be listening to us a week from now, but you know, you've got basically 20 days, 20 days to reach out to those hundred people, you know, and you have, and divide- you have a lot yeah, of, you have a lot of things to say when you talk to these people. Now it's, it's the December holidays, by the way, if you don't know what holiday your sphere of influence, each person in your contact list, your CRM celebrates or doesn't celebrate, you should know that because Hanukkah, I think just wrapped up a couple of days ago. Um, I, I had, I have a, one of my closest friends, uh, celebrates Hanukkah, he and his family. And so I don't celebrate Hanukkah, but I, uh, reached out to him on day five. And just as a funny thing, I said, Hey, happy day five. Uh, we, we've been friends forever. And I've just thought it would be funny on day five to say happy Hanukkah. But, but I also wanted to wish him happy Hanukkah. Cause I go, Oh my God, I forgot to wish Justin a happy Hanukkah. So on day five, I sent him a message and I said, and he laughed, laughed back and said, Hey, thanks for remembering. And I, and then I said, Hey, just out of curiosity, how many uh, people who, who are not Jewish, um, you know, I'm not Jewish. And I said, how many people who, who, you know, don't celebrate Hanukkah reached out to you aside from your family and whatever, anyone, you know, really close to you, how many friends or whatever reached out and said, happy Hanukkah. And he goes, you're the only one. <laughs> and, and so I thought, boy, you know, what a great opportunity for, for our listeners to know, you know, do your clients celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, any of the December holidays, do they not celebrate those? And if they don't, and if they have, you know, different beliefs, then what are you doing to, to acknowledge, you know, them? And you don't have to get that. You don't have to be afraid, but you should know this information or, Hey, rates are creeping up on the lending world. Is this a great time to talk to, uh, to our, our, our homeowners about, you know, maybe we should talk, have a conversation about where rates are headed. Now it doesn't mean that you, that, that, that has to drive the conversation, but it's certainly a reason to pick up the phone and start a oh. conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, let, and let's break it down. Let's look at look what we we're just talking about with that particular agent, right? Who's got four million in active buyers and sellers currently, and seven million dollars of pool prospects, right? Um, and forget the amount of money that they got pending that's closing in January, just eleven million dollars right there. And you look at their 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 dashboard; they have three hundred eighty-five, but one hundred of them have not heard from them since uh, the third quarter, right? Because it gives you all that data. And there's 20 more days in the month because I'm taking out a couple of days for Christmas, New Year's and all that sure. stuff, right? So there's 20 more days in, 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 in the month. Well, 120, it's five. It's only five a day. I mean, that's yeah. not a lot. 
So it's only five a day. And then, yeah, guess what? Facebook and Instagram is going to tell you what to talk to them about. People yeah. are posting once a week on there. And all you got to do is just comment on whatever they said. Don't write on their wall. Send a direct message or text. How you doing? Be their friend. That's their job because people want a real estate agent and a loan officer. That's their friend because that's who they trust. And then you're going to take them through the process. All right. But yeah. you're not going to take them through the process if they're not friends with you. They may say, oh, he was a buddy of mine. Sure. I haven't talked to him in three years. I'm not going to call him. I'm going to talk to this other real estate agent. I see their billboard. I get their postcards. I don't have a relationship with them, but I trust them because they're doing their marketing where I don't need, well, I get the marketing is incredibly important, but you know what? If I'm doing my live flow with you and you're hearing from me once a month, I'm going to beat on any billboard, any postcard, any online lead because I'm your friend. And that's who people are going to hire. And they have not been able to prove that wrong. All the billions of dollars going into online lead acquisitions and everything else, what they've been able to do is to prove most real estate agents won't put in the time and effort to take care of those relationships. And therefore, that online purchase business does have a room in our industry, sure. but it has a room in our industry because the lack of activities most agents spend um, you know, doing the right activities, if that makes sense. I mean, you're, you're so right. And and I'm just thinking back to the these fundamentals. It's We always come back to fundamentals. It's like, if all you did was somehow communicate with everyone in your sphere once a month, it doesn't have to be a phone call. As Ryan said, it could be a text. It could be, uh, you know, an email. It could be a direct message. It could be a, a, pam, a flyer or whatever. Just they're hearing from you in some capacity that they're seeing once a month that's going above and beyond probably 90, I don't know, I'm just making this number up, 95% of all other agents out there, um, probably, probably like 99%. <laughs> yep. So if that's yep. all you decide to do, uh, boy, I'd be, I'd be, I'd, I'd love to have somebody call after doing that for a year, having not done that in their previous years and, and hearing the results. Well, I mean, this is all you, that's you talk about. That's, and that's why I tell everybody, you know, be, be most critical about your activities, not about yourself, right? I mean, we're all hard on ourselves as it is. I mean, gosh, I was watching, uh, uh, flying home yesterday. I was watching that Anthony uh, Bourdain, a documentary. Mm. I don't know if you saw yeah. it or not, but it's. No, I haven't yet. Did you see? Well, it's moving, right? And it's, yeah. and, and it really reminds me of the, the, the real human struggle that we all battle with, right? The feelings sure. of inadequacy and all that stuff that we have to acknowledge is out there and that's real. Okay. Uh, however, um, you know, talking about that 1%, right? We we're joking, you know, probably more than 98%, 99% of the real estate agents do it. It's true. Uh, and if you look at the discrepancy between the haves and the have not, not just in realty, real estate, but the industry below, it, it, it comes down to the activities and the consciousness that people are, how aware they are of themselves. And as Robin Charman says, are you busy being busy? Or are you busy being productive? 99% of us are just busy being busy. Yeah. 1% choose to be busy being productive. And that's what we're talking about. And that's why every time I come in and coach, I'm going to be talking about the same shit over and over again. Because that's right. what people have to Right. It, it is. There is no new triple Lindy backflip, you know, cartwheel <laughs> social media video that's going to capture all this new business for you. It's relationships, people. It's having multiple relationships and having multiple relationships is a job. It's a work. It's a it's a work in progress. And you need to track your activities. You need them doing daily. And then you could get to all the business, busy stuff after you set some time aside to do 
that stuff, which is creating the relationships that's working on your business. And that's what's going to give you your freedom and flexibility in the future because you'll have more clients and you know what to do with, quite honestly. Yeah, it's it's always uh, activity over results because results almost always come as a result of activity. And well, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. And yeah. Angela Duckworth also said this, which I, I love. I'll take effort over talent any day of the week. Oh, I, I see talented oh, people all the time, but, you know, the effort's just not there. And I've seen people that don't have the talents, but man, they got the effort. And guess what? They're that 1%. I am. It's always funny to me. It's a moment that happens on most of the episodes. Uh, maybe not most, but, but I would say, you know, I don't know, somewhere in the 50% range, but where, where I'm talking to, it could actually happen in the pre-interview. So the audience wouldn't necessarily see this, but it happens a lot on the show where we'll be talking and I'll say, well, what do you think makes you different? Uh, you know, you, Mr. or Mrs. Top Producer versus, you know, other people that struggle or, or leave the industry. And usually it's a pause and a look of confusion um, because they want to come up with something that's that's quite profound or, or maybe hasn't been said before. And and I say, well, and then I sometimes have to keep going because they might go, well, I, I don't really know what I do. That's so different because to them, they're just running the business as they see fit. But a lot of times I'll, you know, they'll say something about in, intelligence. They'll say, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not smarter than, than my, my cohort, my, my peers, my, my competitors. Um, and most of the brokers I talk to seem to have that belief that they are not inherently more skilled at being a realtor in the sense of treating the client well and, and, and taking them through the transaction. Um, they don't seem to be geniuses at being a realtor. Um, they seem to be very hardworking, disciplined, consistent individuals. And that, that seems to be, it's kind of the boring message that everybody I interview pretty much says, but there's a reason why everybody says it. I heard this. I've never met Mario Greco in my life. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've never seen him speak or anything, but one agent said to me seven years ago, they went and saw him speak uh, at like a Chicago at a car uh, thing. And he's got a team, right? He's got a huge team, I believe. Again, I don't know the man. All right. Um, but here's what I heard an agent tell me that she heard him say. Refers his clients out to his team and he has buyer's agents and they buyer's agents work with the clients and they close the deal. And then he have his, he has in his system that after they close, he makes sure he calls them every two weeks for six months in a row to see if they're happy, how the house is, whatever else. And that generates more leads for him that he then goes out to the buyer agents to go run around, work with the buyer's agents. And he stays back at the house or the office making the relationship calls. And it's like fucking brilliant. Brilliant. That is brilliant. And, and that's how it's done. And it's also, it's how it's done. And it's actually very simple, right? It's not that complicated. What, what you would need to do to build that structure is obviously a calendar. Wow. You, and you would just, all you would need to do if you're like, well, what do I say every, every two weeks? Yeah. Go online and say, what do home buyers need to know after they've moved in? And that'll give you a list of talking points. And even if it's just, you don't have a talking point, just check it in. It's been a month. Congratulations. It's been 30 yeah. days. How's everything still going? You know, if that that's all you're saying. Yeah. It takes the D word. It takes discipline. discipline. It takes discipline. It takes self-discipline, you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. for, I think for us to maybe close on the listeners here, it's like, you know, anybody here who wants it can have it. 
Are you willing to be conscious at least one to two hours a day of what's important to do? And then are you willing to do it? And when you don't want to do it and you're getting busy, just doing busy work, are you honest with yourself that you're just neglecting what is the most important thing to your business to keep you either in this business or keep you on the top? Um, because it just comes down uh, to all of us being self-aware and self-disciplined and what we have to do because the activities and the actions are simple. They're so simple. I'm almost embarrassed that I'm repeating them over and over again. I'm like, gosh, TJ, do I have better material for you? I don't feel I'm worthy for this coaching call, but it's, it, the actions aren't that um, earth shattering. They just got to be consistent. Well, I just got back from the gym and I've been with my trainer for a year and a half now. And we do the same 20 exercises a week that we rotate and we try once in a while, I'll get to a level where she's like, okay, we got to do something new, but it's really all just variations of the exact same thing. And I, yeah, yes. Is, is it boring? Well, sure. Parts of it can be, but, but thank goodness it's not complicated. It's still hard, but it's not complicated. And, and if all you did, like you were saying with that individual as a hundred people to contact between now and the end of the year, five calls a day, that's real doable. Uh, that is very, very, this whole business is very doable. If you just break it down into the daily activities and you know, I, that's the one best thing I ever heard from Brian Buffini is win the day. How do I win the day? Well, I talked to five people and I, 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 you know, it, it wasn't, I closed a deal. It was, I talked to five people. I took care of the clients that I already have and you know, whatever else. Um, but you just need to know what is it, what do you need to win the day? And it's usually outreach. It's almost always outreach. That's exactly right. Awesome. Well, what a great place to wrap up. We should also make a quick mention that if you are in, and I forgot that Ryan is now in Florida, uh, or, or Ryan's companies are now in Florida as well. But if you are in Illinois, uh, it, let's see, Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, Florida, uh, am I missing any? Are those the... No, I'm actually heading down to our holiday party next week to Florida, sir. I'm, ex I'm excited for that. As well. So if you are an agent or if you're a lend a loan officer in, in, in those areas and you're looking maybe uh, to find a firm that is going to offer you actual coaching, uh, D'April Properties, yes. oh. that's what they do. Um, what's the best way they should reach out, Ryan? You know, they could log on. They go to our website, dapropperties.com. You know, you could give me a phone call. I'm actually working with agents that just picked up the phone. They Googled me and they called my cell phone. And um uh, um, I'm incredibly accessible. So, uh, you know, if you want to just have a dialogue, pick up the phone and give me a call. We can talk about it. Awesome. Well, everyone, please go visit daprilproperties.com. That's D-A-P-R-I-L-E properties.com. And as always, we want to thank Ryan on behalf of all of our audience for continuing to listen, support our show, and also just staying uh, with us every month. We, we appreciate uh, Ryan, your time. And on behalf of Ryan and myself, also a big thank you to the audience for continuing to tell a friend, just think of one other agent. That'll be, that'll be your holiday gift to us. Think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing this coaching moment with Ryan and send a link to this from this episode to your friend. And you can always just send them right over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com or have them pull up whatever app they're using for podcasts and do a search for Keeping It Real and hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Uh, Ryan, we will see you in 2022. Um, boy, that's, oh, that's amazing. Time goes by so quick. Yeah. So, oh, 
I gotta, I got things I need to get. I need to not take my foot off the gas uh, on the show and in my business the rest of the year. So this was a great reminder to me to not cut corners right now um, when everyone else probably is starting to think to do that. So great reminder. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you. Have a happy new year. Um, Thank you as well. And uh, we're excited to have Ryan on as well in 2022. So thanks, Ryan, and everyone else who's on the listening on the show. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.